People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead returned to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Ahoy, me mateys, and welcome back to another episode. I am joined by the Viking. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Indeed. So, uh, you know, everything that's been going on, it's uh, been difficult times, and uh, hopefully we're getting back to normal, yeah? So Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I've been uh, struggling to get some episodes in for mine, and, you know, I know you've been the same, so trying to find time with everything, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, we're all in the um, same boat. Just so people know, we are recording over Zoom at the minute. That's not the preferred way to do things, but it's what we have to hand. So if you wear any um, crackling and shit, then it is what it is, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, it might not be the best quality, but... No, but next time we we do something, it will be better. So just bear that in mind. Uh, we are in different areas of the UK, Um you're in Northampton, I'm still in Grimsby, so we are a few hundred miles apart, so it is what it is. It's the best we can do. Yes. No, we are getting a show out. So, today we are talking about the... The Wampus Cat. Okay, so, well, tell me what you know about the Wampus Cat. Right, I mean, prior to any sort This is of... not just a cat that lives in a swamp, is it? No, 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 it's uh, it's nothing to do with the swamp. That's what it sounds like to me, you know, it sounds <laughs> it does, like yeah. it's Sesame Street or, or the a Everglades. cat that lived in a swamp, but yeah. No, it's more sort of um, the American Midwest, the Appalachian Mountains and that sort of area. Um, yeah, now, I didn't know much about it at first, it was something I just knew as sort of like a Cherokee legend, um, you know, a Native American sort of story really that it's uh it's a bit of a strange one now there are <clears throat> a few different versions of the story it's not necessarily the same in every reading of it um, but i have got a story for you today which i would say is pretty close to the story that i've learnt. there are some slight differences to other stories that i've heard which i shall go over at the end so people know um you know so you guys can tell me if uh, you you know the one that i'm reading or if you know a slightly different one and obviously for you guys out there in the states who who are listening to this and possibly from a similar area um may listen to this and go no that's a completely wrong story we yeah, might not even know a different yeah. version entirely yeah yeah so if you are you know, if you do listen to it and you do think, hang on, that's a different story, get in touch with us and just let us know yeah. what your version is because we can always, you know, it, people are told different stories. You know, the thing with, um, you know, my area of history being um, sort of Middle Ages and Viking history, um, going into obviously looking at this with um, Native American history, it's uh, it's all word of mouth. So stories change over time. You know, it's a very very similar thing it takes a long time for things to be written down so you might find that your version or other people's versions of the stories are slightly different mm. so we'll start with the story that i i know 
And it uh, it goes like this. It says, uh, they say that the wampus cat was once a beautiful Cherokee woman. Her husband would often leave the village with other men to go out hunting and bring back food. Before each trip, the men would gather in the woods and ask for forgiveness for their lives of the animals that they were about to take. And they would seek supernatural help in their tasks. But women were forbidden from ever seeing those sacred rites. Now, this is something that is quite well known. Um, it's something that they did sort of tend to segregate women from men in this in this instance, um, which you probably wouldn't get away with nowadays, would you? Let's be honest. Um, but that was, you know, that's the main sort of setting for the story. So when you're looking at the story, just remember that this this woman can't see anything she's not involved in anything but this woman she was very curious and her curiosity got the better of her always and i think this might be a similar saying where they say curiosity killed the cat maybe it comes from this she wanted to know the secret magic she begged and begged her husband to reveal the rights to her and he always refused so one night as the men set out into the forest she took matters into her own hands and the woman wrapped herself in a cougar skin and quietly crept through the woods. She came upon a clearing in the forest where the men had gathered, and she hid behind a rock and watched. Finally, she saw the secrets she had desired for a long, long time. She crept closer and closer to the men, waiting and wanting to hear every single detail of what was going on. Then she got too close. When she got too close, the sorcerer who was leading the ritual spotted her and immediately saw through her disguise. The men of the tribe grabbed her and dragged her into the circle. As punishment for breaking the, the taboo, the sorcerer cast a spell on the woman. The cougar skin she had been wrapped in to hide her identity now became her own skin. She became a strange mix of Uga and human and was cursed to live forever alone in the woods, never again enjoying human company. So the wampus cat, apparently it roams the Appalachian mountains at night, traveling up and down hills in the valleys, forever wandering alone in the mountains. There are some who say that he steals animals or ruins things on the farm so she will go and hunt which is again something that's quite common in cryptids that they will you know hunt to survive it's it's you know if, if she has been cursed to live forever she's going to need to eat oh yeah so they say that she's acting out of anger and resentment though so it's not necessarily just the case of being hungry there is a lot of anger behind it yeah um, so she don't just kill one animal she'll kill five yeah it's almost like killing for fun but it's see, resentment you, you still see that now, don't you? In like you see animals being killed, but it's not just one that is killed for food. You get five or six killed, or you know, and obviously people yeah. put that down to wild dogs and stuff. But I'm, I'm never convinced. No, no, exactly. Not um, during the night. It's, during the day, when people see dogs killing sheep, then that obviously that's what it is. But during the night, when you come back to a field, is that dogs? I'm not sure. Probably not. We don't have, especially in this country, there's no such thing as wild dog in this country. Or a wampus you know? cat. 
Yeah. Uh, so I find that I think uh, when I've spoken to to Americans in on my podcast, and they say, you know, well, we've, we've got the pound and things like that, and they have, you know, dog catchers is a job over there, and it's yeah, like, yeah. hang on a minute, like we don't we don't have wild dogs in this country. We don't literally yeah. don't have wild animals like that in this country at all. Um, and I thought they found that a bit of a shock. Um, so the wampus cat, obviously, it's heard throughout night time, so it, it is a night predator, which again is is traditional for um for critters like this it's also traditional for um this type of cat anyway cougars and mountain lions things like that do tend to hunt at night as well so there's a lot of uh a lot of you know truth behind it i suppose in that instance yeah. um and obviously there's i mean that's pretty much the gist of the story it says there are certain characteristics change region by region so like i said at the start obviously some of you guys will have heard that and gone that's not the story i know but obviously it's going to be similar to different areas and they do say that non-native americans uh, or cultures in that area say that it has yellow eyes that pierce through people's souls and drive them insane now that sounds very similar to dogman to me Mm, oh yeah Um, sort of you you see it and you instantly have that fear um obviously there have been sightings throughout the appalachian mountains um and the highest number of sightings are in tennessee and west virginia so if that uh, if you're in those states and you have seen it or you have you know someone who has seen it or or have stories about it let us know um it's described as a large panther with yellow glowing eyes um and it dates back to sort of colonial america um almost when you lot kicked us out of the country so it's quite a quite a broad history to it now when i learned about the uh, the wampus cat i learned a slightly different story to this one and it was it was very similar in the sense of um, you know, it, it's a woman, uh, a female uh, tribes member who uh, turns into into the cat. Um, but a slightly different story, which I think is um, slightly more based on love uh, rather than this one. It's probably got a slightly nicer connotation to a woman who is sneaking around behind her husband's back, um, which is the way I looked at that when I read it. Um, and that story goes that um, there was a demon in the forest that was killing the uh the the deers and and things like that they were trying to hunt um and they sent their best warriors one by one so the the native americans sent their best warriors one by one to try and find what was killing their prey what was you know disturbing their village and things like that and every single time they sent somebody out they never came back um one day they sent out a shaman or a doctor um or a witch doctor i suppose to you know to to try and find the 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 demon or whatever it was that was causing the trouble Um, this uh this person actually returned when they returned they were a completely different person and you know not the type of person that they used to be and they were left with one choice and this one choice was to send out their best warrior which is something they had tried not to do because obviously you don't want to lose your best man in a fight that they don't know. Um, When the warrior was offered the job, uh, he spoke to his wife and his wife 
was not impressed to to say the least she was not happy with the idea and uh it was sort of tough shit really he went out and uh, he did return that shaman did he tell him what he was getting involved in then no no the shaman apparently lost his mind and couldn't really talk or or anything he was completely gobsmacked by what happened all right and the warrior went out and came back he did come back alive but when he came back much like the shaman he had completely changed his entire personality had changed and he wasn't the same person now in this culture at this at this particular time he would have been allowed a few weeks maybe to regain his health um had this failed he would have just been booted out of the tribe because he would have been no use which would have meant his wife would also have been in the same situation. And obviously in this instance, the wife obviously in total love for her husband um, does everything she can to, to save him and, and to, to sort things out. And she actually goes to the elders of the village and says that she wants to go out and try and find whatever this problem is and cure the village herself, and hopefully this will cure her husband. Yeah, because she's dead either way. Yeah. yeah, so the elders actually gave her a mask, which was a cougar mask, right? which she wore, confronted the deity, whatever it was, and peace was restored to the village. Um, this mask obviously had magical powers, and it's something that she kept with her up until her death, And then when she died, she became the Wampus Cat. Now, the one, I think it's a nicer story. I think there's a lot of niceness about that. I think the love is there. Um, She's done everything she can to save her husband. Um, Things like going to the elders of the village is not something women were allowed to do in those times either. So it's not, you know, she went above and beyond what she should have done. However, what I don't understand about this story is if that mask was so powerful, mm. why the fuck didn't they give it to the first guy who tried? Mm. You know, or the shaman at least. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's uh, I, well, I mean, I like the story, but my my biggest complaint with that is surely, surely they must have gone. Oh, this might work. Let's give it to everyone uh, rather than as a last resort. But um, yeah, so that's that's the story of of the wampus cat. So. I think there are a lot of similarities between that and cryptids around the world as well. Um, it's depicted on four feet or two, sometimes even depicted on six. Now, I'm not sure how that one works, but apparently there are rare sightings where it's depicted with six legs. Not like I said, I'm not sure how that one works. I don't know if you know anything about that. but No, I think... Um... A six-legged cat be something to behold. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a. Like I said, it's an interesting story. It's uh, something a little bit different, I think. And however many of you guys have actually heard of this story is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I suppose you guys probably know a little bit more about this type of uh, this type of thing than I do, because like I so said, I'm not massively uh, clued up on on cryptids and, and things like this. It's not my area of uh, expertise. Um, it's just something I've 
found more interesting from listening to your show, to be honest. Do you think the fact that we only get people seeing the Wampus Cat now rather than the original... Um, Demon that you know the original thing that they went out to to sort of get rid of. Hmm. We don't. Well, we don't know what that was, do no, we? We don't know anything about that, but we still see the Wampus Cat, which is yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it was a I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know enough about that. It's potential that it it could have just been. I mean, for it to physically change someone's someone's body, I mean, potentially it could actually have been an original Wampus cat. And then when she has spooked it with her mask, that's what's caused her to then become that when she passes. So um, I think you know, when the stories say about how it turns people mad, yeah, also, I would have thought that could be a similar link. Mad. I mean, this sounds mad. Even, you know, I'm going to say it out loud, but it does sound mad. But do you think there's a possibility that the world was different, you know, and these things could have existed. I know now we we just totally poo-poo the lot, wouldn't we? We'd say, no yeah. such thing as these spirits that live in the forest. There's no such thing as this. There's no such thing as that. But people do run into things that shouldn't be there all the time. But yeah. you think there was a time where these things were... I know because we always talk, everything we... um Everything we sort of bump into now, we just assume that the person who saw it was was mad. Mm-hmm. But you think there was a time where not people were more open minded. Just it was actually a time where this this realm was a little bit closer. It did exist a bit more than it does now. You know, maybe if if I'm honest with you, I think from my personal opinion. Um, when you when you look throughout history and you look at um, and I'm going to approach this from a an academic side, like so obviously being in history and approach it from that. Yeah, sorry, um, I am going to approach it from that side. And you look throughout history, and there are depictions of mythical creatures uh, dating back as far as uh, you know the Mesozoic and the Mesopotamian eras and things like that, um, and. To be honest, I mean, I've got a pretty vivid imagination and there are people in the world that have got pretty vivid imaginations. How many people... called authors. Yeah, but how many people have the imagination to come up with something like, for example, a minotaur with a a bull's head and a man's body or um, a sphinx with a man's head and a lion's body and things like that. And I'm not suggesting that these actually existed in the past, but I do think things that were very similar possibly existed in the past. Um, And I don't think from my personal understanding that when you look back through mythological creatures and how many there are, I mean, you just need to, you've got centaurs, minotaurs, centurions. There's thousands and thousands of mythological creatures, even things like unicorns and things like that. How, how vivid either we lived in a time back then where people had a much better imagination than what we do now, which I would suggest is probably not the case because through social media, through television, radio, um, things like that, we are able to see 
more of the world now than we ever have done. Um, you know, if you were born in ancient Greece, you probably only went as far as maybe Greece, Turkey, or if you were in the army, possibly a little bit further, but you would never have crossed to North America or South America or Africa or Australia or things like that. So I would suggest that the imagination of these people was probably not as vivid as ours would be because they've not got any experience of the entire world. Um, and I think that there is a possibility that these creatures like this did exist and us humans being humans wiped them out. And then now, if you talk about things like this, it, you, uh, you sort of, you're labeled as crazy almost. That's if, that's if these creatures were ever physical because you know, people still see, even to this day, they see the little people. They see, you know, I've seen one myself. I've seen a fairy, you know, I've seen these things. People do see these things, but hmm. they don't seem to be of this world. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I've I've obviously, I've heard your, your story about the little man under the cupboard and the little goblin behind the sofa and the, I've heard these stories and and if I'm honest with you I thought they were quite funny yeah. but it's not something that I would have gone oh yeah that's true and like I do I do understand that why when people sort of hear things like that they go yeah all right mate but oh, then yeah, I mean you, I fully expect that nobody's gonna believe yeah. that. not even like one in ten people I just I fully expect that 10 out of 10 people will not believe that mm. and it is seeing is believing yeah. I mean, oh yeah it is even, and, i mean you know real i mean realistically seeing's not even believing i mean you still even when you see something like you still question yourself and i'm not going to piss off i'm not trying to piss off your listeners but um you know when you would i would suggest now i would say at least 50 percent of the western world is atheist or agnostic and I think a lot of that comes down to the basis of what you just said. You know, it's seeing is believing. And a lot of people now are sort of saying, well, I can't see it. I've got no proof of it. Therefore, I don't believe it. Um, so I do think that, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I'm still sceptical on things like Bigfoot. Having watched videos, having listened to your podcast, having researched it and looked into it myself, I'm still not a hundred percent because I've not seen it myself. Mm. And until I see it myself, I can't conclusively say there's, there's evidence to prove that they do exist. And I think True. that's why I think. Agnostics... Are you willing? Cause this is the, this is the, this is the um, game changer if you like, but are you willing to go to a place that might have these things and you might be able to see evidence of them? Yeah, of course. Because there's a lot of people who will just poo-poo it out, you know, just say, um, you know, that's total bollocks. Don't believe in any of that. Don't exist, blah, blah, blah. And I say, well, come to this place. You know, there's been a few yeah. sightings there and we might be able to see evidence of it. And they won't even entertain it. No. Like, and I don't, I think, it. I think people like that are, there's two, there's two ways of looking at people like that. Either they're scared of the truth um, they don't want to be labelled in that sort of a way. Even if they do see it, they don't want to be labelled that they they can't explain it. Um, or it's just a, a complete, I, I would say, ignorance. To be honest, an arrogance of, well, I'm right, you're wrong, and I don't give a shit. 
that sort of, and I don't think that's right. I mean, like I said, I've got no no proof to suggest Bigfoot exists or anything like that. But if you turned around to me one day and went, right, we've got sightings on in this place, this place, and this place at exactly this time from more than one source, are you coming? Like, yeah, go on, let's give it a go. Because if I see something like that, then I can then turn around and go, yeah, actually, it does. I can I can agree with it. So. Yeah, because that's be open-minded. Well, people people say they're open-minded, but then they won't they won't go across that threshold of actually, you know, going to the place that might give them answers. They kind of don't, like you said, they don't really want to. They don't want to put themselves in a situation where, hang on a minute, I might have to look at this differently. You know, they're mm. quite happy to just sit where they are, just saying it's all, you know. Bullshit. I mean, we're only talking about going not even far in, in some cases, but just to a certain location. I mean, it's just a, even if they just said it's just a day out, you know, but yeah, they, they don't even want to entertain. And I, I find that a little bit if you're so convinced, right? If you know, not you, but you know, in, I mean, hmm. I'm talking in general, but if you're so convinced that these things don't exist, then why won't you at least go there? And then you can go, and then you can just turn around and say, "Told you." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they don't even want to put themselves in that position. You know, I find that weird. It's almost. Like- I find I find that weird across the world, like with with everything. I mean, um, I'm going to go off on a branch here, but you you know, you look at uh, politics, for example, yeah. um, and I, I'm going to use mainly. Yeah, I know I've got to test. You know, got to tread carefully with this, but. Um, <laughs> You know, mainly when you look at things like they're they're on about bringing out. I can see um, the reviews now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're on about registered voters. Let's, for example, now in the yeah. UK, we're on about register registering everybody to vote. Um, yeah. The Queen even came out with a statement today. So this is the 11th of May. She came out with a statement today saying that um, she agrees with registering people to vote. So I think that's something that's going to come out in this country. Yeah. Now. I'm not necessarily for or against it. I don't care. I still vote regardless of whether I have a, a right. You know, if I have a, if I have to take an ID card with me that says I can vote, then I'll take an ID card with me. It doesn't make a difference to me. I'm still going to vote. Any form of ID, I've not got a problem with it because that makes sense. You should have to have some mm. form of ID to vote. That makes sense. But what what I where I would say it's a little bit. For me, it's a little bit fishy that they're trying to do this now when they're trying mm. to bring in this COVID ID. And I just think, is this a back door? Is this, you know, are they using a back door to get that across the line? Is this what they're going to use? And there's not going to be, I mean, let's face it, what percentage of the public actually votes? 30%, 40%? Last election was more about 60. But yeah, it's not, a, it's not, a, I mean, the, well, I mean, the last, last election, I mean, the last one they did, the, the local elections was about forty-one percent, I think. Yeah, it's pretty low. So you're only really talking about forty percent. Let's say, even if you said fifty percent, let's be generous and say fifty percent of people that would need these things. I, I just don't see that's going to be a massive take-up. No, um, and, but I mean, question: you look at another agenda behind it. You look at particularly one party in America. Um, and I won't name it because I'm not going to insult anybody, but there is one party in America that is solely yeah. against um, registering people to vote. Um, and I, again, it, it's to me, it's that, that instance of, well, 
I not you know the the logic behind it is is right. Yeah, well, you should be registered to vote. You know, you should be registered everywhere to vote um, because it's a democratic right, and that democratic right should need to be proved. You know, you can't. I couldn't. I can't turn up and go. I am, and then give my wife's name, and I want to vote because I'm clearly not my wife. You know, you should have that, but. It's uh, and I'll link that to the Bigfoot thing. You know, if if you have nothing to be afraid of, then why are you against it? And that's the same when you've got people saying, "Well, I don't want to go and see, I don't, I'm not going to go and see." You tell me Bigfoot's in this forest, I'm not going. I can't be bothered. Well, hang on a minute. What are you afraid of? You're either going to be proved right or you're going to be proved wrong. Either way, you're going to learn something. And people need to be more open-minded. I think when it comes to to especially cryptids and things like that. Um, you know, the, the governments have come out and said a lot of things recently that have been swept sort of sort of away. You know, I mean, I did a, a show on 2020 um, at the start of this year uh, to cover last year because last year was a, a hell of a crazy year. And one right. of the main things I point out in that show was that the Pentagon in America released evidence of ufos and they said ufos exist now in any other year any other year that would have been the biggest news of the year that is an an international the biggest international place for military and things like that in the world come out and say there's ufos that are flying around and there's fuck all we can do about it that is huge huge news and it got swept under the rug by everything else that went on last year. And I think, you know, and, and I'm not lying. If, if anyone thinks I'm lying about it, go online and check. You can check. They have released it. They've even released um, archive footage as well of, of things. And, you know, it's... This is the, this is the Nemitz video. Yeah. And it, it's crazy. You know, it's absolutely mental how things like this, you know, they just get swept under the rug because people, people won't listen. But even then, it's like people don't, people see that and it's like people want the government to tell them that these things are real mm. for whatever reason. And and yet, even when the government tells them that it's real, they don't want to acknowledge it. Just, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen them, the videos and you can see the comments on it and people are trying to rationalise, oh, well, it's mm-hmm. this or well, it's that. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm pretty sure that you're sat on your computer at home saying that it's this. I'm pretty sure that's been checked by not one, but probably two or 300 specialists in the field. And even yeah. they've come out and gone, no, we don't know what that is. There's no way, you know, when you're there's sat a, on your computer, there's a program on TV. I think it's on like discovery science or something like that. Yeah. And it's called NASA's unexplained files, but it's actually should be called that. Yeah, it should be called NASA's Explain Files because everything they put on there is basically explainable. And so they put it on there, making out that it's going to be, um, did NASA photograph a UFO on Mars? And then th- and then it shows you it, and it's like, no. no. Just a <laughs> piece of dust on the camera. And it, then it's like, oh, no, NASA experts found out after checking the lens that it was just a speck of dust that had gone on. And it's like... Yeah, that's not unexplainable, then, is it? That no, it's not. definition is explained. So it's like it's just a show made up of explain, and they get all these dickheads on to to talk about it as if it's you know this is a mothership coming to wipe us all out and all that, and it's clearly just a just a piece of rock flying through 
the atmosphere. It's like nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? But it it's just it's just bullshit. It's just it's just a show. And I was, I mean, I don't know if it's an hour or half an hour. I can't remember. I've only watched a couple of episodes mm. of it. But it's just complete bollocks. But we know that NASA's got tons of things that it can't actually explain. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to go into the moon landings now, but... Um, oh, yeah. we will do that because will, I've got a different view on it than you. We yeah. will do that as an episode because I... Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's so much fun. shit just on that. You know, you could do, an, mm. do a full show on NASA's Unexplained stuff just on the moon landings and you would not get an explanation by the end of it. No, um, no, you wouldn't. So, but this is, but the problem is going back to the original point, circle back, as some might say, but um, the, going back to the original point there was that these shows are on TV to sort of show the public that there is nothing unexplainable. Mm. You know, you was on about some earlier about, all the knowledge in the world and you know what what percent of that knowledge do you know sort of thing and yeah what would you say we don't even know we don't even know one percent of all the knowledge no i wouldn't even thought that you know that i mean all the collective knowledge of every human being in the world you know you think you know a lot but you don't really no there's obviously people know more about a particular subject than you and that sort of thing but even those people are you know and I don't want to dwell too much on the COVID thing, but you find this in these so-called experts, you know, that they wheel these guys out on TV, um, mostly guys, they wheel these guys out on TV and, and they say, oh, this is a so-and-so expert. And you, you do a bit of background check and you find it's just a fucking school teacher, not, you know, mm. scientist, you know. But, um, you know, and then start telling you about all this shit, but they don't, Look, they don't know about this study. They don't know about this study. They don't know about this study. So all they're talking about is this one aspect and trying to convince people. And that's and we are at a stage now where a lot of this COVID thing is just about convincing people um, that we've done the right thing. This is the right route to go on, and blah blah blah. And hindsight and all this shit, which is bullshit. But you yeah. know, um, and it's like I tell people, I say, well. We had this, the same sort of evidence, what you're talking about now, which, you know, when, when I say, well, why didn't we do this? Oh, but we didn't know this and that. Yeah, but we did know. The science had mm. changed, you know what I mean? Nothing's changed from three months, six months, eight months ago. Yet we, we carried on with this basically draconian crap for the sake of what, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the COVID situation is is very is very strange. And, and I'll tell you what I found very strange um, being in Britain. Um, I'm assuming your show is very similar to mine where sort of 70, 80% of your listeners are, are from the States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I find, I found it very strange when, um, when you had the election and obviously when Biden was sworn in, I had this, this un- overwhelming feeling that America was going straight into a lockdown because um, I don't think Trump dealt with the uh, COVID situation very well. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on that. I know people have their opinions either way. I personally don't think he dealt with the situation very well. Um, And I thought that Biden's immediate reaction would be lockdown. And from what I'm aware, 
America's not even been in a lockdown this year. And we've only just come out of one, you know. And I find that really strange because America is a country that didn't deal with with the pandemic very well, as as same as us. Mm. Um and then they are they had an opportunity to, you know, to deal with it a, a slightly differently and, and didn't take that. And I found that very strange. Um, you know, when you look at the infection rates and things like that in this country, which we know have been either exaggerated or a biased or false or, or whatever, we know they're not, they're not hundred percent accurate. Um, but the, the rates in this country have dramatically dropped over the last few months. So when every other country across the world is going one way, we're actually looking better than everyone at the moment. Mm. which is quite nice because we haven't done for the last year. I mean, we had a right shit show last year. Boris Johnson was a fucking joke. He was abysmal last year when you look at it. Um, but he seems to have sort of sorted it out this year. It seems Still better to be than better. Keir Nonstarter, though. Who? Keir, Keir Star- well, yeah, I mean, we, we won't turn it into a huge political show, but I am a staunch conservative, always have been probably always will be um even i would have uh, picked jeremy corbyn over keir starmer what an embarrassment mm-hmm. and and i i dare anybody to to tell me differently uh, i'm not a fan of jeremy corbyn i'm not a fan of keir starmer but come on at least keir, at least uh corbyn had a backbone if you yeah. Oh, yeah i've got no time for keir starmer I think it's these, uh, you know like i say we have got a lot of american listeners and like i say we don't want to turn this into any you know political no. thing, but but People should check out the video of Keir Starmer basically getting thrown out of that. Keir non-starter getting thrown out of that fucking pub. <laughs> oh, get out of my pub. Yeah. That's proper. That is proper British, isn't it? Get out. Oh yeah, and if you if you are into uh, funny videos like that, get yourselves onto. Probably did um, show that in the states, didn't they? Probably, I would have thought so. But if not, get yourselves onto YouTube and and there's a uh, type in Keir Starmer. I want to be like you. From uh, the oh, Jungle yeah. Book, no, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that is worth watching. That if you're uh, sums up British politics in, in a three yeah. minute video, doesn't it? Yeah, you want you want to sum up British politics? They had the uh, London mayoral elections uh, last Thursday. We'll sum up British politics. Twenty five thousand people, twenty four point seven thousand people across London voted for Major Binhead or Binface. Yeah. There is genuinely a man who ran for mayor of London with a bin on his head and called himself Major Binface. He'd probably do and a better job. He probably would do a better job, to be <laughs> fair. But he got he got twenty four and a half thousand votes, nearly twenty five thousand yeah. votes. That's crazy. That's that's a lot of people voting f- for that. People call them wasted votes, or do you know what though? I, it would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Can you just imagine the mayor of London, Major Binface? Well, he had to wear that bin all the time. Oh yeah, but he would do. They, he when, does he's opening, when he's opening yeah. the new Tesco's, I'm fucking. <laughs> oh, honestly, they're mental. It's um, they're called the Monster Raving Looney Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get fun. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Politics is just crazy, anyway. Oh, honestly. Uh... They're brilliant. But they're all, they're all, you know, they're just different sides of the same coin at the end of the day, aren't they? Screaming Lord Such, he was the man who who uh, started it. Nice. So, but anyway, yeah, um, so that, well, that, that'll do for the Wampus Cat then. 
Um, Wampus Cat is the mm. one. I think, uh, you know, like I said before, if anyone's got any stories they want to share on the show, if anyone wants to come on the show, it is easy enough to contact us. You can contact us at supernaturalpod at gmail.com. The link will be in the show notes. And I don't know if it lets me do a clickable email link, which is kind of weird. It'll let me do a link, link, but I don't know if it lets me do a a thingy so that but anyway if it does click on it if it don't write it down or um, facebook yeah or facebook yeah you know yeah, we are still on facebook for now apart from that it's getting a little bit sinister in it so i'm not sure hmm. we're going to be on there but it, we are on there for now so yeah contact us there reason enough to find um you've got a story let us know there was something else i was going to mention as well oh yeah um yeah i did that dangerous animals video so I'll oh, yeah. yeah, I'll put that link in the um description as well so you can go and look click on that. Yeah, not gonna lie. I you sent me that and I thought, oh you go, you see this video of you sat there in front of your Union Jack and I thought what a what a prick. Well I'll tell you what, it was funny. It was Union flag. Yes, yeah. Union flag. Yeah, sorry, it's not at sea, is it? It's yeah. a union. Not on a yeah, but I was, I was like, oh, you're like, all right, you know, what? This is gonna be shit. I tell you what, it was quite funny. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, you know, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, it is worth just having a quick look because it is, uh, it's entertaining. It's uh, very yeah. entertaining. Yeah, it's not done for kids. No, no, it's, it's not. But Don't let kids see it. Kids. You can not share the kids, but no, have a guess. See what you see. I just want people because everyone that's got in touch with me about seeing it, it's like, did you guess any of them, any of the animals? And uh, some people guess one or two, but I can't remember exactly how many there was. Was there ten or five? Ten. Ten. Ten, I think. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would have guessed one of them, but the one that I would have guessed, I would have thought would have been top. So, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't. Yeah, a lot of people said that, but um, but yeah, no, it's there. So click click on that. Go in the description. Click that. And, uh, you know, go on the show notes. You either just swipe up, I think, on Apple. Some of them you click, don't you? Move across. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's in there. Yeah, Spotify is a drop down. Take you straight to YouTube and um, you can watch it. And uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. And again, it was just a bit of fun. Uh, but, yeah, share it. Um, as always with the show, share them as you, you, know, as you go. Uh, and, obviously, we are doing another podcast that you might want to get involved in. And, well... If you do, if you do, you don't. And again, what I'll do is I'll I'll drop the link for that show. Once we put it up, I'll drop the link for that in the description of this show and some of the other shows. So if you want to find it, all you got to do is click there. That'll take yeah. you to the show. But we, saying that, we've got another show to do for Patreon at the moment, as it is. But obviously, Apple are doing a subscription thing soon. So things will be going on yeah. there as well. So if it's easier for you to use... Apple subscription and it is Patreon, then you lucky bastards, you're going to be uh, um, getting something nice coming along with the Apple thing. I don't know how much control we've got over the pricing of it. I don't know. If no, uh, from what I've read, um, I think you can you can control a price. Um, however, I think it is just a set price. Whereas with Patreon, uh, you guys can tip more than what you know what what is suggested. Um, I know for my personal Patreon, I have a few that, that pay a little bit more. Um, mm. So, you, you know, with Patreon, you get you guys get a little bit more um, fluidity with it. You can you can pick and choose how much you're 
you decide to to pay um, in regards to that. Um, but I think with Apple, I have a funny feeling it's going to be one set price. I do. Um, it's going to be like in the in the UK, it's probably going to be four ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, it's normally around the sort of five pound or five dollar mark, something like that. that. Yeah, um, but you know, um, well, we'll see. We'll see. We we should know more about it probably next week. I would have thought. Yeah. From, yeah. from what I've read, they're going to let us know around the seventeenth of May. So, yeah, we'll chuck some fingers crossed stuff up on there. So, if you know, like I say because there's a lot of people who who don't want to join Patreon for various different reasons, with it being a third party, and it's just yeah. faffing about all that. I get all that. So, but there's people that want to join this. So, obviously, when it goes live, we will hopefully. Have, well, I won't put it live until we've got some stuff up there anyway. So, mm. yeah. But that's coming, and I guess it's going to roll out in the in the states as well as here at the same time, isn't it? So, um, that being said, but we're going to record another episode for that shortly. So, thank well, that's that's it for this episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Now you know a little bit more about the Wampus Cat and British politics. I mean, you didn't probably want to know that, <laughs> but now you do. No, well, that's you know that's how it goes. You go off on a tangent a little bit, yeah. but. But um, but it's all just as mental. All politics, as it doesn't matter where you are, politics is mental. Mm, it is indeed. Yeah, it just don't. It just really don't make a lot of sense. You know, just leave but, it to the Queen. Just leave it all up to the Queen. Ninety-nine point nine percent of um, people who survived COVID. No, ninety-nine point nine percent of um, politicians are just in it to feather their own nest. They're not in it to change the world. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? That, people forget that, don't they? People think the local level, the local level politicians, they they are normally interested in the in the local yeah. area because they're from yeah. there, aren't they? But once they move up in the ranks and you know go to Westminster and that, it's, it's oh, and they realise the paycheck's bigger. Yeah, yeah. They're not bothered then, are they? No. But yeah, well, to be fair, I'd sell my soul for what they what they make. I didn't they get an extra, was it 13 grand this year just for sitting at home? Yeah. Expensive. Yeah, I, I, I think I would sell my soul for that. Yeah. I'd be quite happy with <laughs> I don't know if I've got a soul to sell, but. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what is a soul? The boat. That's a show, isn't it? What is a soul? Yeah. What is a soul worth? Can you sell it to science? I don't know. You used to be able to. Uh, I always remember the uh, the Simpsons episode where Bart Simpson writes down my soul and sells it. And then he gets like hounded by the devil. That's and I always remember when yeah. people say people sell their soul, yeah. but such a thing. So you, you know, you would think like you know, there's nothing to believe in with a soul, but because you know, with a soul, it's like if there was, if there was, you, you know, I always think well, somewhere in your genetics, you'd be able to find it. I think yeah. it's a subconscious more than the, code, the coding for the soul sort of thing. Hmm. But um, saying that though, there's obviously that experiment that was carried out where people weighed more was it 40 grams more when they died just for a split second when they died they weighed 40 grams more and then obviously when they died they they and then they weighed less after that so yeah, yeah so the idea was that they that could just be the air leaving their bodies though you know no because they weighed more not less oh yeah that's well, weird but you remember that? You remember that thing? That, I was going to say experiment. One experiment was just kids pissing about. But that thing where you used to um, put some put some put a bastard in here. Do you remember this? And 
and you used to put your your fingers under their armpits, you know, like three or four of you, and then you'd lift them up, and you couldn't lift them up because obviously, you know what I mean. You lift them with your with your fingers, yeah, uh, and then you say something about. Oh, somebody will know and let me know. Somebody will let me know the the, the catchphrase what you say, but it was something about light as a feather or some shit. And then you do it, and then you can lift them. You, I really don't remember this. Don't remember that. You must have just had some weird things to doing. You must have had nothing to do in Grimsby. Oh, That's yeah, what it we, is. We just passed the time by eating a lot of mushrooms, but <laughs> <laughs> and lifting people. Yeah, but, um, but no, it was um, it was. I can't remember what it was. Stiff as a board, light as a feather, or something like that. And I've heard that. Yeah. So somebody out there will remember this. Probably a British person who's listening, if there's anybody left listening at this point. But <laughs> probably not now. Just <laughs> rambling. They will, they will be able to get in touch with us and, uh, and let us know. But yeah, um, you, you, you know, you can't lift somebody. And then all of a sudden, you can lift them. And I don't know why. I don't, that must be a psychological thing with a person in the chair. I don't know. Because you can make yourself like a dead weight, can't you? Yeah. You know, if someone's trying to wrestle you to the ground in yeah. um, in Tesco when you try to nick some bacon. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but you can make yourself a dead weight. You ain't going to the ground. It doesn't matter what they do. Um, and I, I don't know if that, that same thing is at play here. And I was like, uh, basically, I was told, this is what I've learned about the soul thing, by the way. Anyway. Uh, have a great week and um, let us <laughs> stop digressing now. <laughs> let us know um, what that rhyme was. Let us know if you did that experiment. And yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting because I think it works every time. I don't think it's one of them that like people do it and it don't work. And it's not hypnot- you know, you don't need to be hypnotized to do it. Uh, it's not eating an onion, but you know, people do it anyway. The point, anyway. Enough of that. So we're going to record some out. So thank you very much for listening. As always, uh, share the show, get in touch, all that good shit, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. (laughs) 